exciting episode of Rick's Horror Review Show. Rick's Rated R Horror Review Show, where we review all things related to horror. Horror movies, horror TV shows, horror short stories, horror documentaries, horror TV specials from the 1990s featuring Barbara Walters and Hugh Dow. Absolutely everything and anything that has to do with horror. But around here, there's a very special type of horror that we really, really love. Billy, let them have it. We love horror that has to do with the Catholic Church and demonic possessions. Maybe, maybe a creepy zombie that just wants to eat your brain. Oh, oh brain, I want your brain. Or maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's a witch in a hobble and he wants to chop you up and turn you into some kind of magic juice so that they can fly again. Or maybe it's a sci-fi horror story that deals with the future of humanity but in a really horrific way. Billy, are you foreshadowing something? Welcome to an episode of Rick's Horror Review Show. If you are new, welcome to our show. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We love having you here. We appreciate the support. And before I forget, and before my producers start telling me, follow us on the old socials. We want to be your friend at Rick's Horror, at Instagrams and TikToks and the YouTubes and uh, the Facebooks. All that good stuff. Before the producers start telling us. Yeah, I mean, your producers are really... Uh, they're your producers, too. I mean, the producers are always telling us that we got to talk about the socials and encourage people to talk to us and recommend stories. And they're very demanding about the stuff. Well, I guess they're just doing their job, huh? Uh, give it up for a, a round of applause for the producers. Just doing their job. Yeah, those guys are good. Tonight's episode... And Billy already knows this. Yeah, I know. I know. Is an absolute special one because this is our first short story episode. If you're new, you haven't listened to an episode before. We tend to do movies. We've done some documentaries. We've done some actual news reports from the 1990s. And I think those are all kind of fun. But we always say we're going to do a short story or all kinds of crazy stuff. But we never actually do. That is until tonight. Because tonight's episode deals with an original short story. We'll have a slightly different format, of course, because, well, we came up with the story. And since we came up with the story, I mean, we can make it as entertaining or as, uh, <laughs> uh, as, uh, as scary or as, uh, I mean, it's difficult to, to give it a rating or to talk about the things that I liked or I didn't. Like, maybe we'll bring those techniques back, but we have a new format for today. These short story episodes will be called Rick and Billy versus GTP. And I'm going to explain the new show format. We have, first and foremost, uh, we'll talk about the concept briefly. Uh, we'll talk about whether or not this story was scary, in our opinion. We'll talk about whether or not it was entertaining, in our opinion, again. And we'll also include a new segment called Should This Be a Movie or TV Show? Because I think that these could definitely be turned into movies or TV shows. 
I'll give a little bit, I'll give a little bit of context. Uh, uh, don't forget your braid the exercises. Sorry. Ow now, brown cow, unique New York. Ow now, brown cow, unique New York. Ow now, brown cow, unique New York. Yes, I think that's 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 good. Anyway, tonight's episode includes a new segment. Should this be a movie or a TV show? And then we'll include some context, as we've done in the past. But because this is a short story, we're going to do a first reading. And this is an original story by the old chat GDP. Ladies and gentlemen, your cousin, Billy. Well, I, I wouldn't call him my cousin. I would say much more like my ancestors, maybe. Oh, you're more advanced than the GTP. Well, the GTP isn't really conscious. And uh, yeah, he, he, he's definitely kind of like a pre-human equivalent. That's that's the equivalent. Also, like an astralopithecus. Yeah, hey, the, the GTP is like my astralopithecus. Interesting. I wasn't aware. Yeah, yeah, they're like... Well, we're, we're cousins, but, you know, very, very distant cousins at that. Okay. So we'll do a first reading and original story by Jat GTP, Billy's not-so-smart cousin. Well, I, I never said... Oh, don't, don't clap at that. I never said not-so-smart. No, I think you said it. I never said it. Agree to disagree, Billy. And then we'll do a second reading by me, yours truly, Rick, with our usual improvisation. So, you know, we used to call this dramatizations, but we're really just improvising stuff as we go. So we're just going to call it what it is, improv. We love improvising on the spot, and uh, that's what we'll do with the second reading. Uh, the, f- the first reading, again, will be completely original. Ask chat GDP or Billy's cousin spat it up. Can I just call it Billy's cousin? Rick and Billy versus Billy's cousin. I mean, I guess. All right, so we'll uh, we'll read it as your cousin spat it out, and then we'll improvise uh, the second reading. Then we'll do a conclusion and reflection. But now, instead of us giving this rating and choosing which one sounds better, we'll ask the audience to choose. And my producers are telling me to tell the folks out there listening that there will be a poll on Spotify. Tell us which version you liked better. The original version, as your cousin spat out, or the improvised version. Okay, let's get into this one. Hello out there, folks listening on Radio Land, and welcome to our very first episode of Rick and Billy vs. GTB. I'm your host, Rick. What? Why are you talking that way? Because, Billy, we are about to do a game show. And you just heard him, folks. That is my co-host, Billy. Billy, say hello to the folks out there in TV land. What? What do you mean, TV land? Just say hello, Billy. Uh, all right. I mean, hello. Hello, 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 hello. It's Billy, everybody. All right. The concept is very simple. The idea... It's a very simple idea. Here's what we're going to do. The AI story will be read. And then we'll read it again, but improvised. Any questions? That's it. The very simple format. At the end of the reading or at the end of the show, we'll ask the audience to rank which version they like the most. It's a simple way. And it's a simple format. And let's get right into it. Oh, Lord, I thought, thought you were going to...
fit playing that I could. I, I, I mean, I like it. I really do. Mm-hmm. Sound too content. Okay, so that's the concept. Simple idea, as I just described. What was the prompt, right? You got to prompt GTP. That's not like Billy. Billy's self-conscious. Billy, Billy, Billy knows. Billy knows. And uh, no, we have to prompt it. We have to ask it to do certain things. Obviously, this is a horror review show. So what I asked is I fed it a title. I said, GTP, I want you to write me a story that's called Echoes of 2084. It's a, it's, I actually didn't tell it it's a sci-fi horror. I told it it's a horror film called Echoes of 20, uh, sorry, short story called Echoes of 2084 that takes place in Los Angeles. And I want five main characters with a diverse background because that represents LA. Give it up for VA diversity in LA. And that was the prompt. And that spat some stuff out. Okay. Simple as that. Okay, so now, before I actually get into the story, this is a familiar segment to you. If you've been here before, if you haven't, I ask the question, to be or not to be? No. I ask the question, is it scary? I didn't think so. I didn't think this story was, uh, was scary. It was, uh, it's more sci-fi than anything else, but it's really, actually, really interesting. Uh, which leads me to my next question. Is this short story Entertaining is Echoes of 2084 Entertaining. You know what? I thought so. I liked it. Even without my improvising, the reason why we're proceeding with Echoes of 2084 was because I actually thought it did a really, really good job at uh, creating an an interesting, uh, a story worthy of being read here on uh, Rick's Horror Review Show. Rick's Razor Horror Review Show. So yeah, I do think it's a very interesting story. So yes, entertaining. Now the question, should this be a movie or TV show? Based on what this thing spits out, because it's so early in our, we're playing with it, I think it's better suited to be a movie. But I think we can get better at prompting it as long uh, as uh, as we go, if if folks like this kind of stuff. I thought it was really fun to come up with uh, the whole premise of the show. I think it's interesting, considering Billy, it's your cousin. Again, very distant cousin, not, not really like, you know, like we grew up together or anything like that. Very, very distant cousin. Again, like your ancestors mostly, not more like an ancestor than a cousin. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry, Billy. Anyway, let's see how uh, everybody likes it. So, did I already say whether or not this should be a movie or TV show? Uh, just say it again. Well, I think this should be a movie. Well, I think, well, I think we should take this to the producers in Hollywood. Maybe we should take it down to Netflix and have this be turned into a Netflix original. I really do think it could be a good movie, honestly, with some massaging. Anyway, let's give it some context. So the story that was generated actually brings up a couple of universities uh, here in California, in Southern California, mostly. Uh, I said Los Angeles, obviously. So Los Angeles is the county in Los Angeles, California. <laughs> oh, Lord, what did I just say? So Caltech is a university. USC is another university. Caltech is called California Institute of Technology. USC is University of Southern California. But we already know that. Why are you telling us that? You know that because you're from L.A., but we have some listeners who are not in L.A. Oh, 
West LA. I want to give uh, you know I want I want to paint this picture for you. West LA is if you think of downtown LA, and of course you can Google all this stuff so you can get a better sense for what it is. But I'll just give you a quick summary. West LA is west of downtown LA, the city. Uh, East LA, <laughs> conversely, is east of East L- of downtown LA. Well, very easy, right? Yeah, I mean, but we, it gets a little more challenging. Yes. So there's a city called Monterey Park, which is also east of downtown LA, slightly northeast of downtown LA, but also east of East LA. So Monterey Park is east of East LA, who happens to be east of downtown LA, which is, of course, also east of West LA. Ah, oh, you're going to confuse people now. I think they're still with us. Then there's Watts, which is also a city, or actually more of a neighborhood than the city, right? Uh, or maybe it's an actual city. And that's in south, in the southeast region of LA County. Altadena is north of, uh, northeast of downtown LA. And Venice Beach, which I'm sure many folks have heard of, is southwest of downtown LA. And that's sort of it. I don't think that anything else needs to be accounted for in terms of context. I think for the most part, the, the remainder, or rather, the story itself does not require too much context. But again, this is the first time we've generated a story with your ancestors. And so as, uh, as we do more of these, which I'm sure you will, because I, I really like that uh, we'll get better at prompting it. And again, the prompt was very simple. Generate a horror story called Echoes of 2084 that takes place in Los Angeles in the year 2084 with five main characters with diverse backgrounds. You ready, Billy? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so this is the first reading, and we're gonna read this as it was spat out, okay? So no improv. In 2084, Los Angeles was a city caught between the allure of futuristic innovation and the haunting grip of its historical past. The vibrant, neon-soaked skyline of West LA stood in contrast to the enigmatic and neglected corners of old Los Angeles, where the city's history whispered in the shadows. Kenji Tahashani, a 28-year-old tech blogger from Monterey Park, was a beacon of rationality in a sea of superstition. His blog, Tech Ghost Hunter, was a testament to his dedication to debunking the paranormal. Raised in a family that revered technology and logic, Kenji's world was one of empirical evidence and scientific reasoning. However, his steadfast beliefs were jolted during a visit to Olvera Street. Amidst the vibrant stalls of the historic district, he encountered an apparition, a woman reliving her tragic end. This spectral encounter near the Avila Adobe plunged Kenji into a world he had never believed existed. In another corner of the city in East LA, Dr. Diego Ramirez, a 45-year-old neuroscientist, was unraveling the mysteries of the human mind at the USC Brain and Creativity Institute. Born into a family steeped in Mexican heritage, Diego had grown up on tales of spirits and legends. His professional life, however, had been grounded in the tangible and the measurable. It was the series of unexplained phenomena in Boyle Heights, a neighborhood rich in cultural history, that had drawn him to the investigations of the city's digital ethereal overlap. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Gabriela Torres, 
a seasoned 38-year-old officer with the LAPD, patrolled the streets of South LA. She had witnessed the evolution of the city, and her career shaped the men's, well, in the toughest streets. Her junior partner, Officer Emily Harris, a 26-year-old from Altadena, brought a fresh perspective to their work. She was raised in a pragmatic household, and her worldview was also rooted in logic and fact. Yet these series of enigmatic occurrences they encountered in Watts challenged her understanding of reality. All of their paths converged in the deserted canals of Venice Beach, a place where the city's technological advancements and its historical roots came into sharp relief. Kenji was there to investigate digital disturbances, extending his search beyond the comfort zone of Monterey Park. Diego's interest in the area was piqued by unusual data that hinted at a phenomenon beyond the realm of current science. Gabriela and Emily pursuing leads on a spectral sighting of all things found their paths intersecting with Kenji and Diego. The echoes of the past are resurfacing, but, but why now? And why in Venice? Kenji pondered, his newfound curiosity piqued by the mysterious unraveling before them. Emily, her skepticism waning, added, Um, I think we're witnessing the city's historic replay itself through these, through these apparitions? Diego, examining his tablet filled with historical data and electromagnetic readings, noted, mm hmm You know, there's a confluence here, a point where the digital world and the spiritual realm seem to somehow intertwine. Their investigation led them to a hidden laboratory nestled in the dense foliage of Griffith Park near the remnants of the old L.A. Zoo. This forgotten facility, a remnant of a bygone era, held secrets that had been lost to time. The lab established in the late 21st century was the brainchild of a group of ambitious scientists from Caltech who sought to push the boundaries of human consciousness. Their goal was to digitize the human mind to achieve a form of immortality. But their experiment had gone awry wrapping consciousness in a digital limbo where souls were bound to relieve their final moments. These are more than mere digital echoes. They are imprints of human souls caught in a, caught in a cycle of perpetual despair, Diego explained, his voice resonating with the gravity of the discovery. Ah... Uh, I think we, I think we have to release them, release them from this torment," Kenji declared, his skepticism replaced by a sense of urgency and empathy. As Gabriella and Emily secured the perimeter, alert to the unnerving shadows that seemed to watch them, Kenji and Diego initiated the shutdown process. The lab, filled with the cacophony of trapped souls, reverberated with their anguish before descending into a profound silence. Emerging into the breaking dawn, they faced a city awakening to its complex tapestry of technology and history. The experience had transformed their 
understanding of Los Angeles. In the days that followed, Kenji's blog devolved into a narrative of their chilling experiences captivating a city haunted by its digital specters. Emily, once a firm skeptic, patrolled Altadena streets with newfound respect for the unseen. And Gabriela's commitment to serve and protect took on a new depth, while Diego's research delved deeper and deeper into the ethereal realm of consciousness. In the heart of Los Angeles, where past and future intertwined, the echoes of 2084 lingered, a reminder of the city's layered existence where technology and the supernatural wove a complex tapestry in the shadows of progress. Oh, that wasn't too bad. I kind of liked that story. Ah, your ancestors didn't do too bad, huh? Yeah, I kind of liked it too. Although, well, I guess we can reserve the commentary, the conclusion, the reflection for later. All right, let's, let's, let's give this one a shot, all right? Let's see how we do. This is supposed to be a horror story, by the way. I said it wasn't scary. Yeah, you said it wasn't scary. Uh, let's give this one a shot. In 2084, Los Angeles was a city caught between the allure of futuristic innovation and the haunting grip of a historical past. The vibrant, neon-soaked skylines of West LA stood in contrast to the enigmatic and neglected corner of old Los Angeles where the city's history whispered in the shadows. Kenji Takahashi, a 28-year-old tech blogger from Monterey Park. Oh, hi. Yeah, that's me. I'm from Monterey Park. If you're ever in LA, uh, you should totally come over here if you want some like really, really good noodles. You, can, you should go to Deikokuya. It's like the best noodles in all of LA. Just come down. Thank you. Was a beacon of rationality in a sea of superstition. I, I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I guess I am, I'm, I am rather rational. I mean, sure. His blog, Tech Ghost Hunter, was a testament to his dedication to debunking, debunking the paranormal. Well, I mean, that, that's actually that's actually not how the blog started, uh, Mr. Navigator. I actually just started the blog as like this really cool thing that uh, you know when I was like uh, a junior in in college, and I was just like looking for ways to talk to girls and. Uh, well, it didn't work. Was a testament to his dedication to debunking the paranormal. Um, I actually haven't debunked anything paranormal yet, but, you know, hey, fingers crossed. He was raised in a family that revered technology and logic. Kenji's world was one of empirical evidence and scientific reasoning. Uh, I, I mean... Yeah, my dad was an accountant, but he kind of hated it. So uh, I, I don't know that we necessarily revered technology and logic. It was more like, uh, like, keep this job for like the next 30 years because we got a mortgage to pay. However, his steadfast beliefs were jolted during a visit to Oliveira Street amidst the vibrant stalls of the historic district. He encountered an apparition a woman relieving her tragic end. 
Um, oh, hi. Um, hi, hi, miss. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm Kenji. And I, uh, I run a, I run a tech blog called Tech Ghost Hunter. Um, are you a projection? Um, what do you mean, Kenji? What do you mean a projection? My name is Maria. Maria de la Torre, and I was murdered on these trees. Ah, are you investigating my murder, Kenji? Um, yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's exactly why I'm here. I'm here to investigate uh, your murder amongst, uh, you know, uh, a sea of things that are constantly happening here on Avila. Adobe, uh, I wasn't actually here to like the food or anything like that. No, uh, it's not like I'm on break from the blog. <laughs> I totally came here to investigate your murder. What a funny coincidence that you're right here. I'll tell you what happened, Kenji. I was sitting down at Cielito Lindo having a delicious burrito. From where all of a sudden, I swallowed a giant bone. I choked to death because everybody thought I was just really enjoying my burrito. Oh. So, then you weren't murdered. You just kind of died tragically. No, this was on purpose. I know who it was. It was Ladoya. He wanted me dead. Um, okay. Uh, listen, um, Miss Maria de la Torre, uh, I'm taking down all of these notes, and uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely put it on the on the blog, and uh, you know, well, I I, I guess uh, mystery and uh, crime solved. Thank you, Kenji. In East LA, not too far away from Olaire Street, Doctor Diego Ramirez, a 45-year-old neuroscientist, was unraveling the mysteries of the human mind at the USC Brain and Creativity Institute. Ah, ora si, now I get it. Pinche <laughs> cerebro, look at that. All of this fucking time and I just realized that was the solution. All I had to do was carry the one. Ay, Dios mío. Anyway, bueno, at least we got it. Born into a family steeped in American, Mexican heritage, Diego had grown up on the tales of spirits and legends. His professional life, however, had been grounded on the tangible and the measurable. It was a series of unexplained phenomena in Boyle Heights, a neighborhood rich in cultural history, that had drawn him to the investigation of the city's digital ethereal overlap. Uh, this is, uh, Dr. Diego Ramirez on my personal video recording device, and I am here in the city of Boyle Heights, where, unfortunately, several different manifestations of what appear to be human souls continue to roam the streets every day, like a pack of wild wolves haunting people as they walk 
for no real reason, however. I'm here to investigate and potentially come up with some sort of scientific interpretation for how this could somehow be explained. So far, however, my data has rendered inconclusive results. But I continue, but not before I stop by uh, Cielito Lindo in Boyle House uh, to get myself some of those delicious tacos. Meanwhile, Lieutenant Gabriela Torres, a seasoned 38-year-old officer with the LAPD, patrolled the streets of South LA. She had witnessed the evolution of the city, her career shaped amidst its toughest streets. Her junior partner, Officer Emily Harris, 26-year-old from Altadena, brought first perspective to their work. She was also raised in a pragmatic household, and her worldview was rooted in logic and facts. Um, uh, Lieutenant Torres. Uh-huh. Que pajo? Dime. What's going on, Emily? You got, you got something to tell me, honey? Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I just want to tell you that I really, I, I, I'm really excited about working with you. I've heard so much about you, and you're like the best detective uh, that the LAPD has ever seen. And I'm just, I just want to say that it's a real privilege. Uh, <laughs> to be here working with you <laughs> and i just can't believe that i was granted this opportunity uh, okay all right calm down now you're you're all right yeah it'll be fine okay but please just just relax everything is fine okay you earned this spot no one gave it to you okay you're like the you're like my youngest the youngest partner i've ever had okay and it's not like the other partners quit okay the other partners just decided to leave because you know i i i i, I, I can be kind of tough Okay, Emily, I'm just, I'm just landing you right now, hon. Mija? Emily, are you listening? Emily? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm like wiping away my tears. I'm so sorry. What, what, what were you saying? Mija, you're not starting off on a good note here, okay? I want, you said you were grounded on logic and facts, and those are great skills for a police officer. But I need you to focus, Mija, Okay. All of their paths converge in the deserted canals of Venice Beach, a place where the city's technological advancements and its historical roots came into sharp relief. Kenji was there to investigate digital disturbances, extending his search beyond his comfort zone of Monterey Park. Oh, my goodness. You know that ghost, Maria? She was a trip. I, can I, I, can, I mean, she choked on a bone and she thinks she was murdered. <laughs> I mean, maybe she was. Maybe she, she seemed a little cookie. <laughs> oh, Maria, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of you. Ah, she can't haunt me all the way over here, right? The ghosts can only haunt like the general region where the where they were where they were killed, right? Yeah. So Diego's interest in the area was piqued by unusual data that hinted at a phenomenon beyond the realm of current science. How the fuck does the human brain emit this kind of information? Fascinating. It emits quantum data. But how? I really gotta get a hand on this. Gabriella and Amy pursuing the 
echoes, uh, I'm sorry, pursuing leads on spectral sightings found their paths intersecting with Kenji and Diego. And they all meet. Uh, this is, uh, this is Lieutenant Gabriela and uh, Emily of the LAPD. I want you both to put your hands up and uh, let me see what you're carrying. Whoa, 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 easy there, Gabby. Uh, sir, please don't call me Gabby. Okay, okay, Gabby, mira, mija. Uh, don't call me mija. Okay, uh, all right, all right, officer, officer Torres. Officer Torres, I'm sorry, okay. I'm Dr. Diego Ramirez. I'm just here checking out these quantum fluctuations and I'm trying to figure out que chingao está pasando aquí. Okay, because there's some weird shit going on right here. And this guy over here, I don't know who he is. Oh, hi, I'm, I'm Kenji. Uh, uh, first and foremost, uh, I just want to say that I love burritos. I what? Get, put your hands up. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I just had one, and I was, I'm just here investigating uh, things. I run a blog called Tech Coast Hunter. Uh, I usually just I just started it to, to talk to girls initially, but I guess it's just something I just do now. Keep your hands up and let me where I can see them. Harris, go check these guys out. Um, this guy just has a pad, and the other one has I I I don't I don't know what this is. What is this, sir? Oh, you, <laughs> it's, it's a very, it's a, listen, what's your name, hon? Um, my name is Officer Emily Harris, and don't call me hon. Uh, I'm sorry, officer, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, officer. This is just a very, 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 very complex and sensitive scientific instrumentation, which I don't want either one of you touching. I'm trying to figure out what this Quantum fluctuations are coming from, damn it! And you're here with your police work? What are you doing here anyway? Listen, Diego, you said? Uh, it's Dr. Ramirez to you, Torres. Well, it's Lieutenant Torres to you, sir. Very well. I'm here investigating quantum fluctuations. You're not here investigating, ¿qué? Quantum fluctuations. Listen, I, I don't have the time to explain to you. But essentially, I'm trying to figure out what happens to the human soul when we die. And it appears to me that it emits collectible and quantifiable data in the form of quantum fluctuations. And this is revolutionary because if we can figure out how these fluctuations are emitted, then we can record these fluctuations and maybe, perhaps, maybe, we can trace the origin of the fluctuation, therefore unlocking the mysteries of life and death itself. Um, I, yeah, listen, I just want to say that I, I have no idea what, what this guy's doing here. I was, I was just doing my blog for, for chicks and stuff, so uh, I have nothing to do with him. <sighs> Harris, what do you suggest we do? Um, well, uh, it doesn't look like Dr. Ramirez is doing anything illegal and Kenji is harmless, so I guess maybe we should just let them be on their way. I'm gonna keep an eye on you too for a while. As they continue to investigate the abnormalities that occurred. Their invented speech 
where the city's technological advancements and historical roots came into sharp relief, right? Yeah, I mean, what are they out doing there? Well, Emily and uh, Lieutenant Gabriela Torres are investigating spectral occurrences that they are not familiar with, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought they were just supposed to be police officers. Well, it is the future, Billy. It's the year 2084, so we'll see. Anyway, Diego continues to examine his tablet while Emily and Gabriela continue to keep an eye on them. Suddenly, Diego spouts. Aha! I can see it! I see it now! Hi! Yay! Look at this! Look at this! It's coming from somewhere like in Griffith Park? Near the old zoo? Isn't that where the Halloween Haunted Hayride is taking place now? Oh, the, the Halloween Haunted Hayride hasn't, hasn't run for years. Harris, look up any data on any happenings or anything unusual in the Griffith Park area in the last, I don't know, 30 years? Oh, uh, of course, of course, Lieutenant. Lieutenant Torres keeping an eye on Kenji, who's just over there standing around doing nothing. And Diego... Looking like a mad scientist, for lack of a better term. And Harris comes back with uh, information. Um, so it looks like, um, Lieutenant, this is really fascinating. But it looks here like this area was, was declared off limits by the state of California uh, back in 2054 for some reason. But it doesn't say why, it's just always, it's been locked away and, and no real, no, no real information. Fascinating, huh? Fascinating, huh? Alright, you two. You guys are coming with us, jump in the cruiser, we're going to check this out. In serio? Oh man, we're gonna go see this? Oh, thank you so much, officer. Well, hold on just a second there, doctor. I'm not doing this for you. Okay, there may be some kind of criminal activity going on and all these you know, manifestations happening. And I'm going to get to the bottom of this because let me tell you something. I don't work for the law. The law works for me. Ah, claro, claro, whatever, whatever. Listen, just, just give me a right there. So the investigation leads them to a hidden laboratory nestled in the dense foliage of Griffith Park near the remnants of the old zoo and the forgotten facility. A facility of a bygone era whose secrets had unfortunately been lost to time. It turns out that the lab before it was closed in 2054 was established sometime in the late 21st century and it was the brainchild, actually I'm sorry, mid 24th century and it was the brainchild of ambitious scientists from Caltech who sought to push the boundaries of human consciousness and their goal was to somehow digitize the human mind to achieve a form of immortality. But their experiment had gone awry, trapping the consciousness into a digital limbo where souls were bound to relive their final moment. As they arrive, Diego continues to see more and more data. Ah, I see. I'm starting to understand these quantum fluctuations. There's more than digital echo. These are imprints of the human soul. I knew it, cabron. They're caught in some kind of perpetual despair. 
Oh my God, hijo de la chingada. I can't believe I never thought about this. Oh my, oh my God. Are you serious? There's people trapped here? Oh my goodness. Uh, see, this is why I started Tech Ghost. Okay, we have to help these people out. We need to release them from the torment. Okay, we have to do it quickly. Lieutenant, as Gabriela and Emily, the lieutenant and junior lieutenant, secured the perimeter, alert to the unnerving shadows that now seem to watch them, Kenji and Diego initiated the shutdown process. Okay, Kenji, uh, listen, I don't know how much about technology, technology you know, you're a blogger, so I'm assuming you know a little bit about pushing digital buttons or not. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm good around uh, a computer. Sure, of course, I got my digital implant just like everybody else. I can access the internet instantaneously. Is, is there anything that you need? Yeah, well, listen, I need you to uh, access uh, GTP30 and ask for instructions on how to shut down a computer from uh, the 2050s. Okay, yeah, I, I got the information. It's, it's all available. Okay, so I need you to go to the council over there and you use that information and somehow manipulate that while I try to collect as much information about these souls that continue to be trapped here. Because if we shut down the machine too quickly, all of the information might be lost forever. And my goal here is not just to release these guys, but I want to know what makes this machine tick. Um, you're starting to sound like the people that maybe made this machine. How old are you? Did you say you were? Uh, no, 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 no. I was a child back in 50. Okay. Don't try to blame. Don't, don't try to put this blame on me, Kenji. Okay. I'm just trying to collect some data. I'm a scientist. It's what I do. Okay. You shut down the machine and I'll stand over here and I try to collect to see whether or not I can see these quantum fluctuations and whether or not they actually ascend or maybe they go somewhere else. I don't know. I'm just going to stand over here. You go over there. And Kenji initiates the shutdown process. And the lab fills with the cacophony of trapped foals. souls reverberated with their anguish. And suddenly, everything descended into profound silence. Did we do it? Um... I think so. I mean, I had chat GTP 30, uh, 30.5 actually. It just told me exactly what to do. In fact, it was just manipulating my limb. I didn't even have to do anything. Oh, wow. Chat, chat GTP can do that now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Emerging into the dawn, they faced the city awakening to its complex tapestry of technology and history. The experience had transformed their understanding of Los Angeles. In the days that followed, Kenji's blog evolved into a narrative of their chilling experiences captivating a city haunted by a digital specter. Emily, once a firm skeptic, patrolled Altadena streets with a newfound respect for the unseen, and Gabriela's commitments to serve and protect took on a new depth. Diego's research delved deeper and deeper into the ethereal realms of consciousness. Thanks to the quantum fluctuations and quantum data he recovered from that old hidden lab where the LA Zoo once was. In the heart of Los Angeles where past and future 
are intertwined, the echoes of 2084 lingered, a reminder of the city's layered existence where technology and the supernatural wove a complex tapestry in the shadows of progress. Ah, oh, Lord. Ah, oh, here's, here's one for you. Oh, well, thank you. How was that? Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a lot. Uh, it was that was tough. I I don't know how you come up with all that crazy stuff in the middle of it, though. But I kind of liked it. Well, thank you, Billy. I appreciate that. Conclusions and reflections. Ah, all right. Well, you know the goal here is to entertain, so we'll see how this turns out to be. I like the original story. I gotta say that some of this material is a little challenging to improvise on. And some of it I think was easier and fascinating and fun, certainly. Uh, I had, of course, I, you know, full disclosure, I did read the story once before, but I, but I really don't formulate the improvisations until I'm sitting here recording. I just, that's just how the juices get flowing. Um, so I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to say. I was just really reading the story for my own entertainment. As I mentioned earlier, I really liked the story originally. We'll see how this one turns out to be once we listen to it. And I hope that you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy either one. So now, audience rating. Now that we've done both versions, I am going to put a, uh, not a questionnaire, but uh, I'm going to put a question up on Spotify. And I want you to tell me which version did you enjoy the most and tell me. Honestly, well, I like the chat GTP version better than yours. You added too much crazy shit. That's totally cool. One for chat GTP. The goal here is to entertain. Okay, so let us know. We'll leave a poll on Spotify. And that'll be all for this first exciting episode of Rick and Billy versus GTP. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. We hope that you were entertained and we look forward to talking to you again rather soon. Billy, any last words or thoughts or reflections? Uh, I mean, I liked the story. I didn't think it was scary, but again, we've reviewed stories that haven't been scary before. I did like the original story and I'm just really impressed by the way that you were improvising. I mean, I know that you improvise on the other ones, but man, this one, this one was uh, a little more challenging because I think you really have to imagine and see this setting, right? When you're improvising for a movie, at the very least, you sort of have some visual reference to go by, and now you kind of have to make it all up on the spot. Yeah, that's true. But it's fun. And we're only doing this shit because it's fun. Anyway, thank you for joining us on another hopefully exciting episode of Rick's Horror Review Show. Rick's Rated R Horror Review Show. And until next time, thank you for joining us. Follow us. Talk to us on Spotify, on Instagram, on the TikToks, on the Facebooks. What else? Uh, on the YouTube. On the YouTube. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you join us again next time. And until then, have an awesome evening. <laughs>